Hey everybody, it's your buddy Jack. Hope everybody is doing well today. Uh, if it's the end of the day, hope you had a blessed one, right? Hope you had a blessed day. If it's uh, morning time and you're listening, then I am prayerfully hoping that you have a good day, right? You have a good day, um, which kind of is on the topic today in this podcast and I just randomly, as this is in my notes, randomly thinking of this question. Uh, do you and your partner send each other off to work um, in a good place? You follow me? Is there a um, kiss goodbye, see you at lunch, um, right? Do you guys take the time to send each other off? Um, in good spirits. And I know that can come and go with different shifts, different work times, right, and all that other kind of mess. And so it doesn't always happen for every couple, right? Um, but right now, uh, I work 8 to 5, and uh, right now we're positioned to be blessed that my wife doesn't necessarily have to work. And so she's home and up with me in the morning before I go to work. And yes, we do, where we say our goodbyes, there's a hug and a kiss goodbye, and I'll see you at lunch, right? Or that's usually the plan. Sometimes, of course, life happens, sometimes stuff comes up, but that's the plan. So we try to um, start our day on a positive note, right? Because I feel like that is just a good way to start your day. Good way to start your day, right? But then you can get into all of these other kinds of stuff where the, if you got toddlers, getting them up for school. And, you know, there's all these distractions, sure. But, man, you got to make it a point. I feel like you have to make it a point. It takes three seconds for a nice little get-your-day-started smooch, right? And just some words of encouragement. Have a blessed day. Have a good morning. Whatever you say. Um, and I think that it just helps get the day going smoother, right? So before we get rolling, don't forget, hit that support button. I appreciate you guys that do offer your support. Hitting that support button and um, feeling led to donate whatever it is that you feel led uh, um, to do is, is all still, in my eyes, considered a blessing. Right, So whatever you feel led to contribute at any amount, please do. It helps me keep my stuff up to date and running smooth and all that other rigmarole, right? Um, plus, this does take time. This does take time. Um, so those guys that um, do this, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Please, if you don't, thank you if you do. <laughs> right? I'm grateful. Um, and I'm also, you know, really, if, if you have a... Um, a prayer offering, right? I'm good with that too. Sure enough, I am good for that too. If you know, for now, you know, if that's what you feel led to do and you feel comfortable doing it and you just want to pray for this podcast, I'm grateful for that. Don't forget to hit that message button, man. Let's start a community, let's start a conversation, right? I'm curious to see or hear um, your take on whatever topic it is you're listening to at the time. Right. Every uh, podcast has its own question that comes um, connected to it. So 
definitely start a conversation with me and let's start talking. I'd love to hear from uh, your points of view on whatever the topic is, because uh, I'm always I'm excited to talk about this stuff. I love talking about this stuff, uh, which is probably why I do this. Right. So for uh, let's talk about feeling supported by your significant other or not not feeling supported right by your significant other and again you'll get to hear me say this as we go i'm not talking about just monetarily okay so let's talk a little bit about the possibility of a partner lacking the ability to be supportive of the other right i truly can't believe um even believe that this needs to be a topic, but it does. There are people in relationships that most of them have been in a relationship for a little while, you know, five or more years. And I still don't think five, a five-year marriage still seems like honeymoon to me. I guess because my wife and I are coming up on 22 years, right? But I've known marriages that even at the five-year mark, Spouses are already not feeling supported in some of the things that they do, right? Not feeling supported by their partner. Um, Very strange to me, but it happens, right? Um, I don't have a clue as to what I would do, um, where I would be without the support of my wife. Are you hearing me? I don't know where I would be in my life without her support. She's been my rock, right? Aside from my Lord and Savior. You guys know I'm a faith guy. I believe in God, right? But aside from that, my wife has been the go-to steady in my life. And I couldn't see. I couldn't see. There not being any other way because she is so supportive of anything I want to do. Now, when I talk about support here, again, I said I'm not talking about money per se, right? Sometimes that is good, but not that alone, right? Or because it's not just about money, right? I'm talking more about spiritual or emotional support for each other. That's the root. To me, that's the root of all problems or most problems in a household. You know, this is one of my theories. It's John. I'm just, it's not in my notes either. Just feeling led to say it. When there's a, a couple and there's a family and there's a man of the house, right? Whether that man of the house believes in God or not, he is still the spiritual head of the house. What do you mean, Jack? Well, what I mean is, even if a non-believer is struggling, right? And I'll say with things unseen, because I'm talking about spiritual nature and things seen, you know, you can see a person at a job, if you're having trouble with a boss or a co-worker, and he brings it home and he's moody at home, Sure. Now, things happen in his life, and he's uh, 
more of uh, uh, on a on an emo- emotional um, spiral, right? On his thoughts and feelings, moody, somewhat depressed, right? Either one of these two types of guys, right? Could be the same guy. Maybe the same guy is having issues at work and comes home and is having um, some stress, home-related stress, and is feeling down on his luck. Maybe he's feeling less than, right? Maybe he's feeling a little bit depressed. My point is, whether you believe or not, as spiritual head of the house, because that holds true regardless, if you're off, nine times out of ten, the rest of the family is off. You show me a family where there's chaos in the home, right? I'm going to go to the man of the house and ask him where he's at emotionally, right? And sometimes that does tie to financially too. That can set the mood. If he's not doing what he wants to do, making what he wants to make, and he's feeling some financial stress, that's going to put a damper on the mood, right? So it almost doesn't matter what the guy is going through. And again, whether he's a believer or not, if he's not in a good place, he usually is really snappy and ornery and mean towards his spouse. And is usually snappy, ornery, and mean towards the kids. So then that sets their mood. You following me? That sets their mood, right? What all it would have taken to help sort of buffer that blow is if he would lean on his spouse And this could go, you know, either way, if they were more supportive, more in tune to each other, man, you could cut a lot of that stress right in half. But that's my point. If the guy in the house, he is always, always, always the spiritual head of the house, whether you believe or not. Because when he is out of sorts, so is the rest of the family, right? That's just a little nugget. All right, take notes on that. Mull it around a little bit and see if you can disprove it, right? Um, and you might. You might find a wife and some kids that are living with a dude that is just always up in arms and screaming and hollering and complaining. And somehow or another, they're staying in good moods. And they're in a happy place. I don't see it happening. But maybe. I don't know. Again, I don't always profess to be the end-all, answer of all, right? So just take that little nugget and chew on that for a bit, right? But I do have to ask, why would you want to be supportive, or why wouldn't you want to be supportive of your partner, right? I know sometimes jealousy can motivate that, but, you know, which we've talked about jealousy before in other podcasts, And I think in that podcast, I mentioned support issues, too. Wow. All of these dots can connect. So I do know that sometimes jealousy can motivate that. But there has to be more to it than that. I have heard a few men that get on um, their feelings, right? When they feel like their spouse is doing better than them. Maybe even making a little bit more money than them, right? But what I found is odd is that some of those guys 
don't use that as motivation, right? They don't use that as inspiration to do better. Some just make their partner stop doing what they're doing, which is, I don't know, they're working a good job. Income is income, and it's coming into one household. It becomes one, right? That's the whole consummating of marriage is becoming one, right? Her money, my money, my money, her money. But some guys can't seem to, to separate that and take issue with it, right? I'm definitely not that insecure. Most of our marriage, my wife has made more than I, right? And I'm completely okay with that. She went to school way before me, right? She got a nurse's li- nursing license uh, way before I started counseling. So her jobs, yes, tended to pay her more than what mine were, right? And there, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Probably mainly because my mom was a nurse too, maybe. And so it just kind of really seemed sort of natural. I don't know, but I never had a problem with it, right? right? Except for those times I was working two full-time jobs. There was a time in my life I was doing that. Two different hospitals, 3 to 11 and 11 to 7. All right, then I was rolling in, but at what cost? The cost of losing sleep, the cost of my mental health because I'm sleep-deprived, right? And I just... I don't know. It was crazy. But she inspired me back in 2005, right? Back in 2005, I went back to school. That's when my road towards becoming an addiction counselor began. She supported me all the way. There were no questions asked. It's like, honey, this is something I'm thinking about doing. I would really like to do it. Can I, I want to go back to school. Right? And she's like, Psh. no questions asked. Completely supportive of the idea. Right? Now, being in a marital relationship, you hope to or you plan to maybe uh, uh, to grow old together. Right? That might be your initial plan. We want to grow old together. And that inevitably comes with some ups and downs. Right? Constant changes in your marriage. Right? You get married and it's been 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 years. Right? Those people that have been married for that long can tell you that over the course of five to ten year period, opinions change, outlooks change, right? I think all the way down to your taste buds can change. You know, you can talk about way back when when you used to like this particular food, and for some reason you don't like it anymore. Right? Things change. Characteristics of a marriage can change. So you have to be willing and able to ebb and flow with that over the course of time. One, um, one of you might one day want to take up something new. Maybe a new hobby, right? A different career choice. Who knows? But what if your partner isn't supportive of what you want to do what if for some reason he or she appears to be against this new idea this new plan you want to experience and that happens right that happens it can be one of the hardest things to go through 
not having your partner by your side, supporting you. It's hard enough to take on something um, new um, to you, but not have the support of the one person you expected to be your number one cheerleader. Right? There's there's stress. Well, you do. Let's say you this is the career opportunity. You want to change and go do something else. Right? Shifting gears in your life like that can be stressful. And to add to the stress, if you're not supportive of your spouse, right, that's only going to create more stress. Only going to create more stress. It's a prime opportunity for you to be that cheerleader that he or she needs, right? So they're not there. They're not your cheerleader. It can really take a toll on your relationship, right? Here, here are a few things um, to take into consideration when you feel you are in this situation, right? Got these? I got these points of view from a good article or website. Of course, now the name of the article or website is, I'm drawing a blank, <coughs> right? I'm drawing a blank. But that's okay. Just know that these are not my words. Understand that you may have differences in how you show support. That is a good point. Before you do anything, it helps to take into consideration the fact that you both may simply have differences in how you show support. That doesn't mean, I. oh man, that's tough for me. Right? I do get that statement. Maybe you do have different ways in how you show your support. But to stonewall, no comment, no facial expression, no emotion uh, when the idea is presented to you, I don't know will come across as supportive to anybody. Right? I don't know that that's the angle it's referring to. But anyway, let's go on. We all have our own primary love languages, which is true, and if the love language you have is different to your partners, then you both may have a clash in showing support as well, right? And I agree with that. You People do have different lang- love languages, right? Mine could be food, among other things, right? Um, I like the opportunity to sit next to my wife, watching TV, holding hands, right, that kind of thing. Um, when she says that she's supportive of what I'm doing, um, I feel that too, right? I do feel that too, but mostly food. (laughs) But my, my wife's love language, right? Hers is a little bit different. She likes when I help do things around the house, right? But she also likes when I just come up behind her while she's cooking in the kitchen at the kitchen counter. And I just kind of give her, a, you know, one of the little smoochies on the back of her neck, right? Um, she loves that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, maybe the way we would support each other or express our supportiveness, if that's a word, would look a little bit different. That makes sense, right? That makes sense. We all have our own primary love languages. 
And if the love language you have is different from your partner's, then you would probably express supportiveness different. First things first is to pay attention to the ways he or she does show his love and support. Right? Again, first things first is to pay attention to the ways he does show his love and support. It is through acts of service, right? Could be, right? Through acts of service, or does he show it through his words? Right? You got to know where the guy's coming from, right? And truly, my take on that is, if he is someone that um, tends to show his support through acts of service, then you might not get what I would say would be an obvious, loud, boisterous, hey, I love you and I support what you're doing kind of thing, right? Let's say you are taking on a new job. and he's In the beginning, when you tell him, he's sort of, oh, that's cool, right? But once you've started the job and he's the guy that goes, hey, honey, let me get dinner tonight. I know you just got off work too, but I can handle the kids and dinner if you want to put your feet up and relax, right? He may not have ever said, hey, great job. I support everything you're going to do, and I support all your plans. But, <clears throat> man, he's there for the aftermath, right? To me, that does indicate some support for whatever it is that you're doing, right? He may find it hard to be all wordy and hallmark cardish, if that's a word. Right? Some guys don't like to talk and say all kinds of warm, fuzzy things. Right? So he does it in his actions. That could be. That's for you and your significant other to kind of mold that around and see if um, that's what that is. Because, again, everybody shows support in different ways. Maybe there isn't. I know we're talking about a lack in support. But it's very possible that there's not that much of a lack in the support, you're just not getting it the way you were hoping to get it because your love languages are different. Man, who would have thought of that, right? So maybe he does it through acts of service. Um, but does he show it through his words as much? Probably not. Be aware of your own needs as well when it comes to support and see whether or not your partner has been serving your needs or not, right? So be careful. Be careful. It may just be some misunderstanding, right? I mean, truly, you you'd really know, or if someone is completely non-supportive of whatever it is you want to do. Um, but when you're not sure, right? Again, everybody communicates differently. Maybe this manly man can't say, you know, honey, I love you, and I completely support any thoughts or decisions you have and anything that you want to do. Some guys just can't say it, right? So let your partner know how you feel. For all you know, your partner may have zero ideas or clues that lack of support has really caused you stress and discomfort, right? Instead of jumping into conclusions or accusing your partner of not being supportive, it helps 
if you have a conversation. Boy, they always say communication is important, right? So it may work to have a, a conversation with, with him or her. It's not always the guy that's slipping most of the time, but not always, right? Um, but have a conversation with him. Supply, uh, uh, simply let him know how you feel, right? Letting him know how you have been feeling lately in regards to feeling supported. Focus on how you feel in regards to how he has been behaving or speaking lately, which may have caused you to feel that you were being unsupported. Maybe it was a tone he used. Some guys, sure, they shouldn't be condescending, demeaning, putting you down, right, or putting your ideas down. Um, Because that would definitely create a feeling of not being supported, right? But what if that wasn't his intention? Right? I know you probably don't mean for it to be heard or said or felt that way, right? In some cases, but it happens. Right? And you just simply express, hey, I know you didn't mean to hurt my feelings, but, and then share. Or, I know you probably had your best intentions at heart, right? But what you said or did was, and then explain it. This way your partner won't get defensive, right? And he or she will be much more able to understand where you're coming from, right? It's amazing how words, and I hate to use the word manipulate because that's not a positive word, right? But if you can just manipulate what you say a little bit, Right. I shared one podcast one time where um, if somebody were to share an opinion right with me and it was something that I just completely disagreed with, I wouldn't do that to their face or I wouldn't just simply um, express how much I disagree. Right. Because just because I don't agree doesn't make it the wrong point of view, which is my point of view. Which is my point. I know that's all confusing, right? But, again, I know that I'm not the end-all, ask-all right answer. So just because I disagree with their opinion doesn't make it wrong. So usually what I'll say is something like, hey, you know, I've never thought of it that way. It's a really cool point of view or take on it. This is mine. Check it out. This is my take on it. And then express whatever it is, right? I think most fart, most 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 fights start when you automatically begin to put down the other person's thoughts and ideas and opinions, right? Because starting off your rebuttal with "that's not right," right? Or you've got it wrong. Well, there's no disputing what your opinion is there, right? So just find a gentler, softer way, right? Because remember, just because it doesn't match your opinion doesn't make it wrong, right? So think about it. Are your support? Are you supportive of him also? When your partner tends to be unsupportive of the things that you want to do, it helps to ask yourself if you are also supportive of him, right? So while you're thinking on the topic, yeah, do an inventory. Why not? Your partner may have some underlying resentments towards you, 
due to previous times when you may have been unsupportive of what he wanted to do, right? Of course, that's sort of a adolescent, maybe sort of tit-for-tat kind of approach uh, to marital decision-making. I wouldn't suggest you do that. I wouldn't put somebody's ideas down solely because they put one of yours down weeks or months prior, right? Um, because then you just get this competition, which is another podcast that's coming up. Couples that compete uh, in the home, not in like if they both play softball, baseball, basketball, whatever. Uh, maybe a husband and wife team, they like to bowl. Right? I'm not talking about that kind of competition. But we'll get to that uh, when I get to that podcast. It's going to be a good one, right? Support must happen both ways. If you want to receive it on a regular basis, regardless of what you want to do, then you must be willing to do the same to your partner. Otherwise, it starts to become right, just ridiculous, right? When only your partner does the supporting and you don't. The key here is to make sure you're talking to each other. Communicate what you're thinking. It's really awkward when two people feel that the other is not being supportive or caring. And it's only because someone won't communicate first. This creates one of those... um, very divorce-type situations um, that I've mentioned before, right? (laughs) I've talked about this scenario before. um, The one where I've uh, uh, talked about before is when I've asked about what happened to the couple, right? How did this happen? How did you get yourself in this position? Right, and the only thing that one partner or the other can tell me is, I don't know. I guess we just grew apart. Right, and as I said in the previous com, uh, 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 podcast, where I've kind of touched on this topic there too, and I've mentioned this statement, I still find it very, very weird. Right, I mean, for some couples, there's a big boom. And we're divorced, right? We know exactly what's causing it. But those that just sort of let themselves float off into nowhereville, middle of the ocean kind of thing, right? And you wake up one day and neither one of you is really acknowledging the other. There's no support in one person's daily activity or the other, right? And there does become this very... I call it a spiritual or emotional disconnection, right? Um, because that's what's happening. There's no big, boisterous, loud fights. There's just this, you know, I've kind of lost interest sort of thing happening, right? Really, it is hard um, to watch good relationships end over, I don't know. I know sometimes you really have to dig for the answer. And sometimes it's as simple uh, um, is as simple as, not communicating, which can be true, right? It can be true. You don't know until maybe you sit there and really, really, really dig deep and think about it. And you come up with, you know, one day we just stopped talking. We stop communicating our thoughts and feelings and emotions to each other. We start setting couples goals, right? We start 
we stop planning couples activities, right? But at least then you have something you can somewhat point out, right? And I do, I do, I do hate it for couples when it's those kinds of things too, because it's easy fix. You just slowly, but attentively and purposefully start setting those goals and plans with each other, right? You start dating again. And you can very easily flip it around. Very easily flip it around, right? You really have to dig for an answer. And sometimes it's as simple as not communicating. And the other, you can kind of feel not invested in when that kind of happens, right? Which boils down to just a breakdown of communication. Don't let that happen to you, right? Here are a few things. There's some information that I got from CouplesTherapyInc.com. Believing that you have an unsupportive spouse has been identified as a primary source of depression. Who would have thought that? Believing that you have an unsupportive spouse has been identified, right, as a primary source of depression. That's just incredible to me, right? Research shows that partners who believe that they have unsupportive spouses are at higher risk of depression um, than those who have that are, are alone or unmarried. Wow. But what is unsupportive spouse depression? Well, these statistics that I got from the same website, around 16% of people in the U.S. experience depression at some point in their life cycle. About 7% of Americans at any given time are clinically depressed. We know that almost half of all couples requesting couples therapy have at least one depressed spouse. Mm. Specifically, research suggests that 40 to 50 percent of all clients requesting couples therapy, at least one spouse meets the diagnosis criteria for clinical depression. Man, you can imagine how much we could change those statistics if we just get a little more in tune to each other. Right? I think if your spouse doesn't have a history of depression, yet sometime in the course of your marriage, they develop it. Oh, it says a lot to me. Right? That says a lot. If sometime in the course of your marriage is when they've developed depression. Especially if it gets to a, a, um, a point where it's, it can be diagnosed clinically. A clinical level depression. Mm, right? Now, shared with you um, because I need you to see that if your spouse is trying to communicate to you that uh, they feel um, a sense or a lack of support, you, right, you got to just, you got to get to a point where you can hear those subtle things, right? And if they are just saying little subtle things, if they do just sort of nonchalantly mentioned, hey, honey, um, can we talk? I feel like there's a little bit of a lack somewhere um, in our marriage. 
right? And if that's said, you're probably just getting the tip of the iceberg, right? That means that they've probably been pondering on that for a little while, and they're really feeling a little bit more salty about it than what they're letting on, right? And you're just getting the tip of the iceberg. And we've known, right? We've known uh, uh, an iceberg to sink a very to sink a very famous ship, right? Hopefully, you can save your marital ship from sinking if you just pay attention. Please hear me when I say, not completed, completing attentive to your partner can cause very real, very dangerous situations. Right? Not being completely attentive to your partner can cause very real, very dangerous situations. And again, I'm not just talking about money. In fact, you can take money out of the equation. What I'm talking about is spiritual and emotional separation or spiritual and emotional support. Right? We want the support to be there. Spiritual and emotional support. A holistic support of which regardless of finances, right? That's what we're looking for. I've seen very, very low income couples, right? That are really, really, really happy. And I've seen some very unhappy upper class couples in my time. You know, not super wealthy, but well off. And they're the most unhappy people you can find, right? And you've seen some upper class big people that have no class at all and are completely miserable in their life. So I'm not necessarily talking about money. Right? Do you and your partner have difficulties because one or both of you feel emotionally unsupported? Or do one of you struggle with being there, quote unquote, for your partner when he or she is upset or feeling down? Which is strange because that's really when you probably need to be there the most. Granted, someone will tell you, hey, give me some space. Right? Wives, when your husband says, hey, I need a minute. And he storms off to the bedroom. Do not chase him. Right? That very rarely works. If we are in tune to people, our spouses, most of the time they'll give you what they're needing. In quick little excerpts like that. Little blurbs. Right? Time out. I need a minute. And when they say that, that's a flag. They probably really do need the time out. Right? Because then you don't give it to them and they flip out and say all kinds of ugly things. And then you get on your feelings about all those ugly things that he or she said when it could have been avoided to begin with. If you would have just been more supportive of the time they need to breathe. Right? Sometimes you start your own fights. This is the kind of support I want uh, you to have in your marriages. Right? where you are in tune with each other spiritually and emotionally speaking. Right? Guys, are you um, are you the just get over it type? It's a good question. I'm talking to my guys, my guy friends here. Are you a just get over it type? If so, listen, when I tell you this, most women are not just get over it type gals. Right? That doesn't mean you have to play Mr. Fix-It. 
there is a middle ground. Truth be told, lots of men are not truly that way. All right? Come on, guys. If something uh, happens that you, you feel salty over or you're aggravated about that happens to you, maybe at work, or you're just trying to get over it, right? Yet, you're still moping around the house. Right? Because you don't want to lean on your spouse. And that's the opposite of what you should do. You can't hold back from him or her what you need. Right? And we're talking about some love language stuff here. You can't hold back what you're going through in life. And then complain about not feeling supported. Right? Being short with your wife and kids, cursing everyone out. You know, it's just not a good place to be. Right? Not a very good place to be. This is a prime opportunity for you to lean on your life partner and allow her the opportunity to support you with what you're going through. Oh, well, that'll preach. Right? Guys, are you hearing me? It's a prime opportunity for you to lean on your life partner and allow her the opportunity to support you. Right? And that could be vice versa. Right? Gals, if you're going through something and you just want to contain it and hold on to it and hold on to it, but then you get salty and aggravated and agitated, everything else around you, just don't take work home, right? If you're going to be the one to try to fix it yourself, don't take the issue home if it's not at home, right? Because then you bring the mood with you and you stir the pot at home. But then you don't allow anybody the opportunity to help you walk through it. Right? You want to come home, as I said, get salty over whatever happened in your life earlier in the day, be aggravated at everybody around you, right? Only to try to contain it and I'll fix it, I'll deal with it. Right? And then later another argument ensues about something else. You're like, see, you don't even get me. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what I'm going through. You know how many times I've heard that? It's because all of the stressors that have built up to this point over the last week, two weeks, or one month, whatever, you have not shared and given your spouse the opportunity to be, what? Supportive. There's one problem, right? Emotions. Guys, some of you don't like emotions. Everyone is different. Not everybody likes to deal with them. People differ and how they want to be supported and problems arise when one partner does not meet the needs or expectations of the other. For example, a partner more in tune with feelings may share emotions when looking for support. The opposite of what I was just talking about, right? Now making the other point, share your feelings and emotions when looking for support. However, if the other partner is not as emotional, he or she 
may respond in a way that feels unsupported, invalidated, or dismissed. We talked about that earlier, too. Love language, right? You get to know really what your each other's signals are, right? Don't leave it to assumption. That's never good. And, guys, if your wife is coming to you and trying to share some feelings, right, and share some emotions, and you can sense that she's looking for just the least little bit of support, (laughs) just give her a minute and listen, okay? Just give her a minute and listen. Because if you don't, on top of whatever she's already feeling, you are going to add the unsupported feeling, the invalidated feeling, and the dismissed feeling, and you just made it worse. Remember, as men and women, we already have neutral differences, right? You also have to take how each other, take into consideration how each other was raised as well. You get a guy who was raised by a very prideful more than likely uh, by a very prideful dad, right? More than likely he's been well-trained on how to keep his emotions in check. That has nothing to do with being supportive or not. He's just not going to shed tears and get emotional over what your struggle is. He will find some other avenue to find right? Some other avenue, some other way to support what it is you're going through. You need to know what that's going to look like, right? Remember, your deep understanding and consideration of how each other is, is important. The deep components can be contributing to both you and your partner's feelings, You and your partner likely have neutral differences in emotional expressions and or sensitivity, right? I'll repeat that. You and your partner likely have neutral differences in emotionally expressing your feelings, right, or sensitivities. Remember, your partner isn't trying to be unsensitive in most cases. When your partner does not respond in a way that you need, try not to respond with anger, frustration, or other surface emotions, right? That could just make your partner react differently, right? So if you don't feel like you're getting what you're getting or need to get, express that in a nice way. Don't allow it to frustrate you to the point where you're angered, right? Don't allow it to put you there. I know you don't really want to just create more stress in your relationship. So please take each other's backgrounds into consideration. I know feeling unsupported is horrible, right? But be accurate in what you're feeling. That's all I'm saying. Please do not create more opportunities for added depression, more insecurities, right? Just learn how to communicate how it is that you don't always feel or do always feel, right? But you can express how you don't always feel emotionally supported 
in your relationship. Guys, I say guys because we do this most of the time. When you hear emotionally supported, don't run. Don't run from that. Embrace it. You have got to loosen up, right? Loosen up that tough exterior and allow yourself to feel. Otherwise, being able to be supportive spiritually and emotionally will always be hard for you. The inability to be supportive these two ways will always be a barrier in your relationship. Right? Be a good listener. You don't always have to be Mr. Fix-It. Amen, amen. (laughs) Oh, man. That's some good stuff. I appreciate y'all's time. I thank you so very much. I know a little went a little long today. This is a good topic. I get a little winded over stuff like this because, again, I'm a big couples relationship advocate type of guy, probably because my marriage was restored, right? And so I really, um, really enjoy these topics, hoping that I can help other couples. Appreciate your time. Until next time, be blessed, everyone. Thank you.